Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? You know, uh, I got one more day left, Kerry, of awards week. Okay. Uh, I, I have, I've fought through the manager of the year, the rookie of the year last night with Cy Young. And I woke up last night in chills because one of the most tense moments of all time took place yesterday during the Cy Young show. Uh, a crisis was averted, in case you were wondering. Garrett Cole was sitting in his agent's office waiting to hear his name call. Sitting right next to him was his lovely wife, Amy, that they started dating at UCLA. Amazing human being. I've met her many times. She's sitting next to him, and he wins the award, and they're hugging, and it's a wonderful moment. And Pedro Martinez, who asks all the the really great questions, uh, Pedro goes, Garrett, when you get this award at the New York Writers' Dinner, when they hand you the award, who in your life do you want right next to you? And Garrett goes, uh, and you see like in his eyes, all the people that he's met, all the coaches, all the teammates, and all of us are starting to immediately sweat. And I'm going, there's only one answer. Please, please. And his wife is staring at him. Like you could just, the flames were going to the skull. And he goes, um, I guess Amy, because she's big. With, I go, thank God. I'm like, that was the right answer, Garrett. You nailed it. It was the right answer. And just to imagine what would have happened if you would have said anything but Amy would have been a nightmare. That's, even the I guess, though, might, might stir up some controversy. I don't know. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I honestly don't think they I don't think they talked for 10 minutes on the way home. Oh, <laughs> no. Well, at least. Silent treatment because of the pause. For oh, sure. man. It will be an ongoing conversation. Well, Greg, as you mentioned, um, some awards given out that you've been a part of the past few days. Blake Snell being honored with his second Cy Young Award after leading the league in ERA and was in the top five amongst pitchers and total strikeouts this past regular season. The Cardinals and John Mozeliak mentioned that they will be really valuing pitchers with swing and miss stuff more than they have had previously. If that is an emphasis now for the Cardinals moving forward, do they make Blake Snell a priority during this offseason when they're looking at free agent pitchers? I would say yes. And the reason is I follow the clues, okay? When you think of left-handed pitchers, for some reason, the guys that figure it out uh, after the age of 30, have staying power. I mean, I'm thinking about like friend, my friend Al Leiter, uh, Kenny Rogers, uh, Jamie Moyer, Rich Hill, but more specifically, pitchers that win their second Cy Young at age 30 or older, okay, which is what Blake Snell did. He's 30 years old. There are only three other left-handers that have ever done that, when a second Cy Young at age 30 or older. Tom Glavin did it. After that second Cy Young, he finished second in the Cy Young another season, had four all-star seasons, and he pitched until he was in his early 40s. Randy Johnson did it, and he won three more Cy Youngs after that and four more all-star appearances. And then Steve Carlton did that. He had two more Cy Youngs, four more all-star appearances. So that's it. Those are the only other left-handers to do what Blake Snell did, which is win a second Cy Young at age 30 or older. 
I like the idea of swinging this. I've been saying it for a long time, since 2010 or 11. If you want to win the World Series, you can't let the other team put the ball in play. you got to have the ability to strike people out in October. And Garrett, Garrett or, uh, uh, Blake Snell does that well. The only thing that scares teams away is, and this is being talked about in the industry, is Blake Snell being extremely candid about who he is as a pitcher. And he's not going to try to change anymore. And I love that. But if you're trying to construct a roster, you might think to yourself, hmm, Blake Snell is not afraid of walking anyone anymore. And that's why he had such a meteoric rise. He walked more players than anybody in the National League. But his swing and miss stuff means, well, I'm not going to give in on three balls and one strike to you. I can strike the next guy out. In his mind, he's ahead in the count when the batter steps into the batter's box. And he actually is, technically. You need four balls to walk a guy, only three strikes to get him out. So he technically is as he walks into the batter's box. The problem is, as you age, your stuff diminishes. If you don't have command and you're okay not having it, are you still going to be able to strike your way out of a bases-loaded, one-out situation when you're 35, 36, 37 years old, the end of whatever contract he's going to get? That will be the red flag, and that will be what certain teams question. But to me, it might be worth the first three or four years of the contract to get this guy to help you get over the top and win the World Series. Greg, a report came out recently that the Braves could be looking at Aaron Nola. We already know all of the other teams that are looking for pitching Dodgers, Braves, maybe the Mets, uh, the Phillies. you got a lot of teams that spend a lot of money. Does that make it more difficult for the St. Louis Cardinals to actually get one of these high-priority free agent pitchers this offseason? You could throw the uh, Boston Red Sox in there, too, who just hired a pitcher to be their GM. So <laughs> he knows clearly how important it is. Uh, you have big markets wanting uh, a pitcher right now. I don't think this free agent class is, like, over-the-top jaw-dropping like we've seen in other years. But because the demand is so high, all of these guys are going to get paid. Yamamoto is going to get 240 to $250 million. I mean, that's just the way it is. He's the number one guy out there on the market. Dodgers are honing in. On him, I, I think Aaron Nola's going to get what he wants, which is over $200 million. There's just too many people that want his services, and he gives the exact sort of opposite talents that Blake Snell provides. Blake Snell, any oddball year, could be the best pitcher in baseball with a 2-2 ERA. He might throw a 4.8 ERA up the next year. You kind of never know, whereas Aaron Nola gives you innings consistency. He will come out and perform and give you over 200 innings. It's a hard thing to find in today's game and, and give you a chance to win every single night. So his stuff and his pitchability makes front office executives at ease. He can manipulate the baseball. He can run it in uh, on a right-hander away from a left-hander. For a right-hander, that's a tough thing to do. He's got a lot of Maddox-esque type of stuff. I interviewed Greg Maddox yesterday as he made the announcement on the Cy Young show. And in those years, in those years, where he won four straight Cy Youngs his last year with the Cubs, first three with the Braves. His average K for nine was only seven, and three of those years was under seven, but his average was seven K for nine. And I asked him if, if we overemphasize strikeouts today, and he said, absolutely. Guys that can pitch and get people out, it doesn't matter how you get them out. That's coming from one of the greatest pitchers of all time. I think Aaron Nola subscribes to that. We, do, we are enamored with swing and miss. I think you need it. I specifically think you need it in the back end of your bullpen. Okay, It'd be great to have your top two guys strike people out. Aaron Nola is like a glue guy in a rotation that I think Charlie Morton with the Atlanta Braves the last couple of years. 
the Braves needed Charlie Morton to be a stalwart in their rotation. I think that's what Aaron Nola is going to provide to whatever team gets him. If you're a fan of the Cardinals, you should be rooting for Nola to be wearing the birds on the chest. Greg, there's a report out by the New York Post that supposedly Jordan Montgomery wants to return to a team that he has played for before. That would be Texas, St. Louis, obviously here, or in New York. Do you see that as a likelihood for Jordan Montgomery? Yes, actually, I really do. Uh, When he was traded to the St. Louis Cardinals for uh, Harrison Bader, the Yankee clubhouse was very upset. He, He was wildly popular among Yankees players. And if there's one thing I'm starting to notice, and you see the connection to the new hitting coach, uh, to Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge has got a lot of say with what goes on with the Yankees. And I think Brian Cashman is, is separating himself in a way from his analytics team, and he's kind of hanging out with the rock stars a bit more and asking what they want him to do. And Aaron Judge's voice is going to be heard in more ways than people think. And I know Judge is a huge fan of Jordan Montgomery. He loved the way he competed. Anybody that's a position player enjoys playing behind Jordan Montgomery. He's fearless. He doesn't overpower anyone, but he manipulates the baseball and he can expose bad swing holes in left-handed hitters. Like he really, he's like a lefty specialist, but he obviously can still get righties out. I think he falls into the Aaron Nola category. He all he's ever been is a pitcher in winning environments. I know last year the Cardinals were a last place team, but the expectations in St. Louis are at the same level as they are in New York and then what you saw him do in Arlington. So he's used to being in a winning environment. I think he wants to be in one. I don't think he wants to be part of a rebuild. I don't think he'd be interested in the Cincinnati Reds. If the Reds were, hey, we want to give you a ton of money, or the Chicago Cubs, because who knows who the Cubs are going to be next year. So I think Montgomery will pick between the three clubs that are all looking for starting pitching and don't overlook the Texas Rangers and all of this. I think if the Rangers know they're not going to get Otani, you're going to see them spend even more than what they've done in previous years. They want to win it again. Greg, I know you heard the comments. For, you spoke about uh, Brian Cashman. I know you heard the comments that he had about Giancarlo Stanton. What, what did you think about that? And will that have an impact on any free agents, as, as Stanton's agent said it could? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. I think Brian Cashman stole my line uh, from last <laughs> offseason. Uh, I was hosting the top 100 players right now, and I got to do an argument with Bill Rifkin, as we usually do when we work together. And we were doing the top 100 right now, and Yandy Diaz, who if you go back, not this past year, but 2022, had nine home runs. But our research team, which is like a NASA group, they're all analytics-driven. They value the players the way front offices value players. At Yandy Diaz, number 99 on the top 100 players right now, and Giancarlo Stanton was number 100. Very polarizing to put a $300 million player at number 100. He barely squeezed in. Yandy Diaz had nine home runs mm. and was ahead of him. And my, my cohorts did not think that was right. And I go, wait a minute. Yandy Diaz played. He played multiple positions that he played. Giancarlo mm. Stanton going forward, it's a guarantee that he's going to miss at least 50 games. At least 50. He's the modern, he's the modern day Mark Teixeira for the New York Yankees. When he plays, you're going to get some production. You never know. He's one of those guys who can get hot and carry a team. He's he's an aircraft carrier in a way. But he's going to have mechanical problems. This stuff's going to go wrong. And there's nothing wrong with a, a GM being candid. Brian Cashman has to deal with more media than most of the GMs. I, you know what? I'll say this. Brian Cashman deals with the same amount of questions from media that as general managers – 
of the bottom 15 markets in baseball combined. Mm. That is how inundated with media requests Brian Cashman is. So if he's getting older and is a bit more, you know, loose with the lips, it makes a lot of sense because he's been dealing with these questions left and right. If he's a bit fed up with this ongoing issue of Giancarlo Sen, he's very right to be. Took on a huge contract and it hasn't worked out. So I like the open candor. What's wrong with that? Giancarlo needs to stay on the field if he doesn't want his GM saying that about him. Well, Greg, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to hearing from you next week, and uh, we'll be talking soon. All right. Tune in tonight, the big MVP show. I know I'm not going to be breaking any news. We all know who's going to win. But look at it as an hour-long celebration, and I'm wearing a nice suit. I'm wearing a nice suit and an hour-long celebration. I'll see you tonight. Sounds good. See you then.